action. Hey guys, uh, we are super excited to be here. Episode one of the Ranch Ramblin' podcast. So um, if you are catching us on the podcast, thanks so much for being here. Um, check us out on other platforms too. Uh, my name's Tucker. Um, I am the cowboy gal behind Ranch Ramblin'. I am a mom. That is my most favorite thing in the world. Um, I love the ranch and life and everything that comes with it. From the horses to the cattle and all the stuff in between. Um, I raise corgis and I'm on a journey to healthy living for, for myself and my family. And so we smash that in among it all. And I get pumped up about helping women step into the best, most badass version of themselves. And I love what um, podcaster Tracy Jones says that you are your superpower. So with that in mind, that's who I am. That's why we're here. And I'm super excited to introduce you to our guest today. Um, she's my best friend on the planet. Um, she's my sister-in-law. She is an amazing mom. She is an awesome horsewoman, a competitor. She's also a certified health and life coach. And I brought her on today to discuss all things mindset. So I am just super, super excited. Uh, thanks for being here, Amy. Hi, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. Oh, heck yeah. This is this is going to be super fun. Um, and I have collaborated on some projects before, and obviously we do a lot of the business together, but we have a lot of fun um, doing similar interests in very different directions. And that's why I'm super excited about where this podcast is going to go today and the conversation that we're going to have. Because um, you found your niche in rodeo athlete mindset coaching. Tell us a little bit about that. What does that look like? Yeah, totally. So I, oh man, I really niche down with like mindset stuff for rodeo kids because a little background on me, I taught a lot of goat tying lessons, like probably the last like five-ish years of my life. And um, I got to a place where I could get my clients to where they could tie goats really, really well. Um, but I quickly realized that if they don't really have like the mental game and if they don't have that that mindset, then they're not going to be able to actually showcase that hard work that they do. So for me, what mindset is, is really just working on locking in a really good attitude first off, um, kind of exploring visualization, breath work. And really just getting my clients to a place where they can compete um, and kind of showcase everything that they've been practicing rather than like freezing up under pressure, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's kind of what I do. That's really awesome. I, um, you guys, when, when Amy started all of this, she's, she was telling me, you know, about some different calls she was having with some clients and um, the concepts behind what she was doing. And I'm like, where the heck was this? Like when I was in high school, right? I kept thinking like, oh my gosh, like I could have benefited so much from this. And one day, I don't remember exactly how she said it, but we were talking one day and she's like, well, like it's not, you know, it's not high school, it's not college, but like you can still benefit from this. <laughs> and so Tell us, I got thinking about that and, and I was like, you know what, it's, that's true. And I, and, and Amy is too, really big into personal development and 
We are actually part of a shared book club that we can completely nerd out on. Um, and everything we do is this whole, like, how can I make things better for myself? You know, how do I improve for my family? And how do we increase that, like, that quality, you know, the, like, vibrant life? Because I don't know about you guys, but like, we're not content to just coast, right? We want be the you know at the top not in a conceited way but for what it, we can get out of that and how we can help others when we are at our peak and that's something that exploring all of this and having these conversations with Amy was like a really big light bulb for me um, when I realized that working on myself wasn't selfish actually opening the door for me to provide service and I think that Amy shows that really really well with she did the school and she did the thing and then she like she said she really niched down and she found that those people that she serves so then it creates that you know that ripple effect they're performing they're competing well they you know I'm sure they're making friends like she's told me some success stories and and I've seen a couple on her social media that it's just mind-blowing when we begin to do that, that personal development, how it ripples into other people. And that makes me so excited. Sorry, I'm hearing like a, make sure I'm not in the way. <laughs> um, I'm, you guys, if you're not watching the video, if you're just hearing the podcast, I am parked in the middle of the ranch we live on <laughs> because I don't have good Wi-Fi at my house. So um, I'm just here in the middle of nowhere and... Um, um, anyways, there's a lot going on. Needed to make sure nobody was waiting on me to get out of the way. Um, anyways, it was just like mine. It, when my mind finally hit that level where I was like, oh my gosh, like I have the capacity to serve people in, in an amazing way. Um, and a lot of that boiled down to mindset. So um, share with us a little bit how you see maybe even in your your personal experience, but, and, and maybe even with some clients, but how that mindset coaching, of course it specifically helps with their athletic performance and competition, but how does that spill over into other areas of life, business, you know, home life, things like that? Yeah, totally. So um, maybe to get a little bit more specific on it, I, I really like to tell my clients, like, we we work really hard. Like, rodeo kids or rodeo athletes, we work really hard. Like, we're busting our butt in the arena day in, day out. And I think a lot of us, and this applies to everyone, I think, a lot of us start to, I don't know if this is the right word, but start to maybe equate our worth with what we can accomplish. And I would... I would um, relate this very similarly to like motherhood. Like we kind of think that, you know, whatever we can get done in a day and all this stuff means that, okay, we're worthy and we're a good mom now. Like if we get the dishes done and if the whole house is clean and if laundry is done and if we were a good mom and didn't raise our voice and, and we start to kind of um, base our worth off of what we can accomplish rather than who we are as a person and so that's one thing that I've seen like a big shift with in my own life kind of as I'm also going through this myself 
is like we can learn to I don't know. The biggest thing, I guess, is what I'm trying to say is, is we can, we can learn to feel worthy and feel confident and feel very at peace with ourselves without having to prove that. And I think that's one of the biggest things for my mindset coaching clients, my rodeo athlete clients, because like I said, we work really hard. And when you start to base your worth off of the success you see from your hard work. Um, rodeo is not just like a steady like stream of success, right? You you don't just always right. feel success. So if you're basing your worth off just that, rodeo is like this. Okay, you're having good days, you're having bad days, and so we don't we don't want that much like fluctuation in our attitude, our mindset. And again, I think that is very similar to like motherhood of like motherhood is up and down like we're always high and there's mm-hmm. some days that are low and we don't want to base our worth off of those lows I guess is what I'm trying to say so I think that's kind of the biggest thing and that's one of the things I've loved to watch with myself but also with with my clients for sure I love that you were sharing a little bit about that you know that kind of the roller coaster thing um that example was specifically for you know the the rodeo athletes, but um, what kind of hit me when you were talking about that was I've been out of the like the competition um, team for quite a while. And um, those of you that don't know me, my oldest is she just turned four. And when I got pregnant with her, I was actually full time ranch hand on a ranch here in New Mexico, and the responsibilities were mine and that was uh, like that was something there was a saying that I loved in high school it was one day I'm gonna marry a cowboy but first I want to be one and I loved that so much and I feel like so blessed that I actually got I got to live that a lot of different ways actually um before we had kids and um life doesn't stop when you have kids you guys that's when it gets really good but it does look different for a second. And that was a big adjustment for me. And so those roller coasters, right? I, a couple of things like hit, hit me right there. I've got a lot of thoughts going on. I want to, I want to bring up, but the first one was as a horseman, I, um, started my first colt when I was 11 and there's been hundreds and hundreds since. And it's a lot like that roller coaster right? Not every horse is the same. Not every day is the same. And one day you think that this clicked for you and that horse. Um, and the next day it all falls apart and you're like, what the heck? Right? So the whole, but, but the thing that gets you through that right to the end, when that horse is actually, you're the one, the old campaigner, you know, that you want to pull out of the pen when things are going to get wild, you know, the whole time you're spending those early days on that horse, or those up and down days, it's you as the horseman that's like, hey, I got to let him figure out how to be a horse right here. And so you have that mindset that it's like, I've got to be the even one here. And you kind of keep that, that line. And then when you compare that again, like I said, a lot of thoughts hit me all at once, but compare that again to the motherhood. Uh, like Amy said, that is definitely an up and down roller coaster. Like you can feel 
heart is going to just burst with love and gratitude one second and the very next minute feel like you are picking up pieces of yourself off the floor like and that is a wild ride <laughs> that is a wild ride to be on and the whole the whole trick through that is keeping that mindset um and so amy maybe could you tell us um maybe some i don't know quite the words i'm trying to say here like some actionable maybe like some tips for if struggling in your horsemanship journey or your rodeo journey or your motherhood journey or whatever it is and you're kind of feeling a little bit like you're stuck on those ups and downs like what are some things to help ground yourself and maintain that kind of even keel set regardless of what's happening yeah totally so one of my favorite things to say to a question like this is how amazing is it that we have this body and we have this life and it's like we have our own free experiment lab in our own self and in our own life, right? And we get to experiment what works for us, what doesn't work for us, what works for us sometimes, what sometimes doesn't work for us, um, stuff like that. And I really love for this question, I love to kind of ask you like, do you get so caught up and not really you Tucker, but ask yourself, you guys listening, do you get so caught up in like what's right or what's wrong? What's black and white? Like what's wrong and what's right? What's, um, what's where I'm looking for good and bad. And if you can kind of take a step back and just be like, there's no good and there's no bad. It's just an experiment. And really be able to see your life or whatever is going on if you're able to kind of take that step back and see your life from a neutral plane, like you're not seeing it from this person, you're not seeing it from this person, you're just seeing it very neutral of like, okay, well, I've been working this cult for X amount of days. I'm not like nothing's working or whatever is going on. Instead of feeling like a failure or like you failed, instead, how about we look at it very neutrally and be like, oh, well, I've been doing X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and Z isn't working. Let's try ABC. And this goes with this goes with everything: business, housework, being a mom in general. Um, literally, I feel like it goes with everything. Rodeo athletes. If you are a rodeo athlete who you know feels like they're in a slump and you can't catch a calf, instead of getting down on yourself and and maybe even saying like that negative self talk of like, well, I'm just horrible at this or I can't, I can't rope a calf to save my life and stuff like that. How about we look at it very neutrally and be like, okay, let's assess. Let's assess here because obviously I know my worth. I know that I'm a good horse trainer. I know that I'm a good roper. I know that I'm a good mom. That's not in question here. What's in question is maybe the functionality of what we're doing. And I think sometimes we get really caught up in like I said, the rights and wrongs, like, are you getting so caught up in trying to do everything right that you're not really even looking at it clearly? Yeah, um, that was awesome. So does that answer and your question? I also just want to point out, I love that you said the word assess, because I think when you are, I don't know if overachiever is, that's not the right word I'm trying to use, but when you are like, most of us that, that are listening to this podcast, 
um, like you and I and, and the people that we surround ourselves with, we want to be that higher, we expect more out of ourselves, right? We have a really high bar for ourselves, perfectionism, perfectionism. there you go. Um, I think it's, it's a lot of times when you do that assessment, um, I love that word because the assessment is actually looking at the thing and evaluation, what's working, what's not working, what can I change, what's better, um, all that stuff that you broke down. And I think a lot of times we can tend to get really critical instead of just performing an assessment, we end up crit- criticizing. And the criticism is where a lot of that negative self-talk starts coming in. And you open that door and then it sometimes can be like that floodgates that it's just like all this, you know, what you said, I can't rope a calf. I can't do this. And then you end up creating that like reality for yourself, which is not what we're going for here. And so I love that you said that the assessment. Um, um, I think that was a really good a really good takeaway, at least especially for me personally. Um, what about, you know, specifically talking about mindset, motherhood has come up a couple of times for us. Um, what, do you have any advice or anything to say, mom specifically, that are trying to continue pursuing their, their passion, maybe, maybe refinding that passion or that dream? Um, amid all the chaos of motherhood and being a present mom and a present wife, um, what advice would you give them while they're trying to find that, you know, that passion in the, in the equine industry? Yeah, totally. I love this question. And my answer to that is, we said it a minute ago, a lot of us have this perfectionist mindset and we hold ourselves to the standard of like, I'm either going to go all in or I'm not going to do it at all. And I think that is such a toxic, outdated mindset to have um, while you're going through motherhood because you cannot always give your 100% because you have a family to tend to a lot of the time, right? And so one thing, one piece of advice I would give to this is like drop that perfectionist mindset. If if you can only give 10% today, give 10%. If you can only give 50% today, give 50%. But but don't hold yourself to that standard of like, well, if I'm not going to go in 110%, then I'm just not going to try. Because I think you'd be surprised by how much progress you'll start seeing just with those slow, small, consistent bits of work that you do every single day. If you're only able to go catch your horses and brush them off every day, do it. Because I think you'll find that you'll be able to start building from that a lot easier than you'll be able to be like, okay, starting January 1st, 2024, I'm going to go and take four hours to myself to go ride. Because that's not always super realistic. Like, we can't always do that. We've got littles running around the house, right? And so I think until until you can give 100%, allow yourself to give what you can and don't judge yourself for it. Um, don't get caught up in like, yeah, but I'm not really trying that hard. It's like, no, but you're, you're, you're giving a consistent effort. I think we should not overlook how powerful 
consistency is even if it's only you can give only one percent yeah that's all you can give i love that you brought that that up because you know what i mean i i that all or nothing mindset is a trap because as a mom and and this is my personal experience but i'm willing to bet um if you're a mom listening to this or even if you're not a mom you can probably find a similar connection here um with that particular kind of mindset maybe if you're juggling school or work and also trying to barrel race, also trying to rope, also trying to train, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you end up feeling like, oh, I can't, I can't commit to like what you said, X, Y, Z, so I'm not going to do it at all. Well, you don't improve if you're not doing anything. So that 1%, 10% is such a good place to start because, and I, I am a believer of this 100%. What Amy said, that is buildable. Everything is buildable unless you're not trying, unless there is zero effort. So it doesn't matter necessarily if you are riding as much as you used to, or even if it's the same type of riding. If it's, uh, you know, for a long time after I had Sylvie, I, um, and actually still, I haven't taken any outside to start um i've started my baby my baby i broke um, halter broke a handful of horses but other than that i haven't taken outside horses and outside horses was that was my job in high school and college that's how i survived and that's how i bought my truck you know that's like i and so that was a that was a big mindset shift and especially after having sylvia my my first baby it was very strange to not have four or five, six horses out there waiting for me to go work with them. And then what I found else was um, when I was able to, my colt was big enough to start and I was healthy enough to go put myself in that situation. I was surprised at how fulfilling that 45 minutes to an hour I had while she was asleep was and that's one of the best horses I've ever made and um, he's you know he's already seen so much of the ranches down here and and done so much that I owe to that 45 minutes a day and I that's not to say that you should just kind of take the back seat and coast when you're able to give more do more but the 45 minutes a day for the first 90 days of me playing with him at all, that actually set him up for more success than trying to rush and get on him in a 90-day time frame. You know, I mean, I was riding him within 90 days, but um, the point is, you know, rather than sending somebody a, quote, finished horse in 90 days, which is a whole nother can of worms we're not going to open today, but <laughs> rather than taking that outside horse, having... You know, expectations put on you and that horse from an external source. Um, it was a both of us were able to be like, all right, that's all I got today. And and um, there were some days on him that were an absolute fight. And I got, you know, it took us 15, 20 minutes to sort something out. And once he got it, I was like, all right, I'm done. And I think that was so formidable than maybe it might have been otherwise that was a huge lesson for me so that's awesome that you brought that up because 
I think I think we need to expect some things from ourselves in order to continue growing, but also let that be realistic because ultimately my babies are my priority. And you know, if if they need me if they're sick, horses might not get caught today. But takes is for me to bundle them up and I can go you know catch and brush the horses like like what you said just get them brushed that was a win and then the next day it'll probably be easier to get them all saddled and then before you know it the kids and you were in a routine where the horses actually get exercised and the kids weren't screaming and you feel good and anyways that's just a really good perspective that once you kind of make that shift like new way of going about life. <laughs> yeah, totally. And what you're saying right there reminds me, um, earlier you had brought up the book club that we're a part of, and it reminds me of the one book we were reading, and I'm trying to remember if it was The Science of Getting Rich or if it's in Thinking Grow Rich. I think it's The Science of Getting Rich, and Um, It says something, I'm probably going to butcher this, but it says something along the lines of like, until you are doing your best in your current situation, you are not ready for more. Mm -hmm. So until you're giving the 50% because that's all you have, you will not like the the circumstances of you giving 100% will not show up for you until you are giving what you have and you're doing your Mm -hmm. best and you're, you're doing the best with the circumstances that you're provided, once you start doing that, it's going to be a lot easier for you to attract the circumstances that you want to be in. And it's going to be that much easier because you're not starting from zero. You're starting from all this small, consistent effort put in over time. And then finally, one day it's like, it's almost like the world is like, or the universe, whatever you want to say is like, oh, we see that you've been building mm-hmm. and we see that you've been doing all this, even even when you had this going on. And we saw that you were putting in the consistent effort. We saw that you were working hard. And so, like, here you go. Like, it's almost, I don't know. I, I believe that, I believe that to be true in the book where it says, like, until you're doing your right. best in your right. current situation, yeah. you will not be given more. Because why? You know what I mean? Like, why do you think you can take right, on more right. when you won't and even get? I love that too. I do the, think that is a small percentage that you have. Um, that's Wallace Waddles. I think you guys, if you want to check that out, that is well worth reading. Yeah. Pretty sure it's on Audible too. Um, if you're like us, audiobooks are the jam. So, um, yeah, I love that. And if you think it about it, that too. Um, yes. As a coach, or if you've ever tried to teach somebody something, it's like not gonna or or you know working or if you have if you anyways any type of people (laughs) relations that you might have it's like why am I gonna give more or you know why am I gonna give you more responsibility when you can't handle the taking out the garbages that I gave you and like show me that you can take out the garbages like a madman and then we'll go ahead and see if you can, you know, help us in the lab or, you know, whatever it is that, that we're doing. And it totally makes sense that you know, God and the world work this way. Like, <laughs> and I love 
love that because it's a little bit like kind of calls you out enough to be like, yeah, well, are, are you trying? But at the same time, the, the try is not 100%. The try is what's in your tank right now. Like what, what do you have that you make a priority? And if it's your 10% that you make a priority, that's awesome. And if you only have the, the 1%, make the 1% the priority. If all that is for you is walking outside today, then do it. But if you just, you know, cave in and just, just give in to the, the meh, attitude, then nothing better is ever going to come for you because you're not willing to actually take it and and work for it. So, Right. Right, right. And I can't remember, I can't remember also who I heard this from just recently on social media. I wish I could remember so I could give them credit, but um, they said something along the lines of like, your motivation will not come before you do it. It was Fallon Taylor. And your motivation might not even come after you do it, but where motivation comes in is, is right in the middle. Oh, that's who it was. Mm -hmm. Fallon Taylor. Yes. Yeah. She's like, if, you might not feel motivated to go work out, but if you can at least go get your, your gym clothes on and your tennis shoes on, then it's going to be a lot easier to just go lift your dang weights. But if you're, you know, sludging around in, you know, your jeans and you don't, you're not in a state to exercise or work out, then you're probably not going to work out. But that motivation is going to come when you start. So if you can, she was saying, like, if you could just get in those first two minutes, like, whatever you need to do in the first two minutes to start that. And I do this with dishes a lot because I personally feel a little bit OCD when it comes to dishes. Um, it's like, if I can just go put my rubber gloves on and, like, get the hot water going and just, like, even if I'm just, like, I'm just going to put all the cups into the dishwasher, then it's a lot easier from that point to be like, okay, let's just do the dishes while I'm right here or not. Right. And guess what? If I don't, right. guess what I just did? I just put yeah, all the cups like in the that. dishwasher and I we're like just that, that much so more ahead than we were. We're getting kind of close to wrapping up. I started, that, right? um, I did want to, we've kind of hit all over the umbrella of, um, I don't know, like, I don't want to say ages, but like we've hit the motherhood and then we've kind of hit the, like the high school, college, athlete type stuff um would you recommend for the high school and college kids um what are some things you would recommend for them similar to what you recommended for the motherhood like how do they stay on that even keel when there's so much like external influences going on there's there's ball and rodeo and then there's friends and homework and school and and what are some some tips to help them stay on that positive kind of give it what you have and then you know do what you can the next day what what something you have to say to them yeah, yeah. totally uh-huh. so for like the high school college age people right is what you were asking about yeah, for, so for you guys, I would really recommend, even if you made any kind of a dream board, vision board, or even if you just want to sit down and for five minutes, I just want you to think about what kind of person you want to become and 
start to be just hyper aware um, with all the situations that. that you're put in every day. Is this aligning me to who I want to become? <laughs> if you're someone who wants to graduate college, then you should probably do your homework, right? Because that's aligning you to what you want to become. It doesn't have to be anything complicated. We're not talking anything crazy or, like I said, complicated when it comes to this. If you want to graduate college, if you have 10 minutes to do your homework, do your homework. If you're someone who wants to, um, wants to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Prioritize like a clean apartment or your clean dorm room. Like take your 10 minutes and just do a, a quick cleanup. Or if you only have five minutes or if you just want to do like 30 seconds before you leave the house, like just be really hyper aware of what you do every day. And is it aligning you to who you want to become or is it taking you away? And that's where I would start for, you know, people around that age who are kind of like, you're not mm -hmm. quite moms yet. Maybe you're not married yet, but you are in a place where you do have a lot of, a lot of different influences and um, still go have fun. Like, have fun do the things you want to do but but always make sure in the situations that you put yourself in like okay even if all you're doing is taking note you don't have to always remove yourself from the situation but even just take note of like all right this was a little bit of a waste of my time i'm going to humor the people yeah, i'm around i love and stick that it out and i but think that's such I a probably not going to participate so good in to this next time um i wish i would have had that in high school and college a little more like I'm really thankful for my parents because they were always very like no if you want to do it go do it like do it. and I just there's so much available now that you know, like the health and life coaching you know that Amy is certified in um and some of these little like tips that get blown over a lot and I mean I know a lot of that is Sometimes when you're younger, you tend to tune out the good advice. Um, <laughs> so hopefully uh, this space right here is a place where you can come and filter through some of that and find what's going to work for you because um, we're all just still trying to figure out you know, what it is that we want and hone in on that and get closer to that every day. And if I would have had the clarity of vision that I have now when I was in high school it kind of freaks me out to think of like where I could have been on some things like like if I would have started you know the mindset practices around finances around um you know like career goals or like a breeding program or a truck or whatever that is probably wouldn't have been, you know, 25 before I had a reliable vehicle. Um, as it was, I was like, nope, I want my first gen Dodge. This is going to have, you know, which is cool. That was my priority then. But had I been aware of, no, ultimately, what do I want? I may have passed on that truck and saved for a couple more months so I could have had something I could have hauled to the rodeo in. And as it was... You know, I got the truck I thought I wanted and it was great and I was proud of it and I had so much fun and I missed that truck every day. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is I wasn't able to drive that truck you know, 
longer than three or four hour drives at a time without it having some kind of an issue. And knowing that now, that that helps with like what Amy said, just be aware. You don't have to necessarily be like, oh no, this party is a waste of time. I'm out of here. But be like, yeah, this is not really the kind of people I want to be around. Or maybe it is and that's fine. But you check that box in your head and have that yeah no mm-hmm. yeah judgment free too like you don't you don't have to be mad at yourself you don't have to judge yourself you don't have to feel yep. like everyone around you is judging you it's yep. just it, you yep, have to just exactly look at it right. very neutrally I love that so like, much okay this is what i want like or okay this is what i want to and i want more of this and I think there's a there's a quote that goes around social media all the time that's you know, something, you know, if, if it's not, I think you'll know the one I'm trying to talk about. But think about what you want. And if it doesn't get you closer to it, say no. Say no to everything that isn't that. And I love that because ultimately the rest of that's just distraction. So if you can kind of hone in on that dream, you want to raise... Yes. This, this, this kind of quarter horse. Cool. So don't buy the thoroughbred. If you want to raise a thoroughbred, don't waste your time on the quarter horse. And if you want to rope, get roping down before you start to do something else. Before you start running barrels or whatever. And a lot of that stuff goes hand in hand. Your horsemanship's horsemanship. But... For the point being, don't get sidetracked working at Walmart if you want to be a vet. Go work at a vet clinic. And, you know, if you want to be around horses, then then don't take the job that's going to put you in proximity of horses. Don't take the job that sends you into the middle of the city. And it's it sounds really simple. It's a lot harder when you're the one in the decision. But hopefully some of these tips... And the conversation that we've had today kind of brings some of that to the forefront of your mind. It helps you weed out some of those decisions and, and maybe gives you a little bit of clarity on how to handle the emotions around those things and the ups and downs of life. Um, Amy, is there anything else you wanted to add? Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for hopping on with me today. I don't think and so. I really like for what listening. we have already, I'm just so super excited to have this one wrapped up and in the books and watch for the next one. Thanks, guys. See ya.